All right, let's get started. Oh, it's already recording. Go, Gogs. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is the grab bag month of March. Still don't know what the theme is, but we watched. The, the, theme, is, only... the theme is grab bag. The theme then, is grab. Okay, but there's no fun pun. There's lousy smart movies. I've said it like five times. That is true. I, it every, every time. And I keep forget. I'm still sitting in my basement, so I forget it every time. Lousy smart <laughs> movies. <laughs> Uh, the basement still persists, though you are guys are not here. Uh, <laughs> we watched Sean's pick. Only Hell God yeah. forgives. Yeah, and Sean. Sean's pick next year will be, be will Salo. Alec forgive after I, this I, is done. Yeah, this is. Uh, I, I mean, I love Sean, and I love mm-hmm. this movie, but like, this is one of those where it's just like, man, <laughs> love is a strong word. I, I, <laughs> Thanks. I, uh, uh, are you talking about for the movie or for Sean? No, I love I, Sean, but loving uh, this movie. Oh, I, I do love this movie, but uh, I... Uh, it. It's like the same way you love a child who's in prison for I manslaughter. Mean, I mean, I love the movie uh, I think Cl- you should Climax and Irredeemable, or Irreversible, too. Well, I guess we'll talk about it, but this movie's all about vengeance and punishment. I figured you'd be down. Oh, no, 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 no. The, don't, don't get me wrong. Some buttons get... Some boxes get checked for me. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but hey, Gogs, before we get into all this stuff proper, do you know you're you're our our, our home weapons expert? Oh. That like short sword thing he uses in the movie is that like a kind of sword? I've never I seen only, that. I only assume it's some sort of local Thai I thing. I thought armament. it was like, like machete almost. Like. Yeah, it's, it's, like, yeah, it's, it it's very like machete. It's between like a machete and a katana. I've never seen yeah. it other than this movie. I've never seen. No, I, I, I assume it's some sort of local Thai. Yeah, maybe machete or some sort of like tool. Also, I'm not this, familiar with that. I, I had a good time laughing about this movie because I was like, this would be a fun double feature for Gogs with watching this and then A Prayer Before Dawn because he could complain that there's not enough kickboxing in either movie. <laughs> there's, there's, but I don't expect as much kickboxing in this movie. <laughs> Sorry, it's still one of my favorite opinions. Like, I love that so much. I mean, it's, it's, it's so still. Great. I, I should I revisit it. that movie, I guess. But I, I, I think I think God. more than more than the opinion is that I like is Sean's retort of there's still kickboxing in there the is movie. Kickboxing, God, in I it. think yeah. there's literally as much kickboxing in a prayer before dawn as there in the movie Kickboxer, which is called <laughs> Kickboxer. <laughs> I mean, when I say I'll do I a deep dive, my... heads up, and I'll figure out how many minutes. When, each when I say it's my favorite Gog's opinion, I I genuinely mean it. I love it so much. It, like anytime I, I know, think my... about that movie, like I think about that movie more because it always makes me smile. That that's what, the, like I love the, it. The best Gog's opinion ever is the I like Avengers Age oh. of Ultron for the science. It's funny. There's that meme template where it's like, never ask a man his salary, never ask a yeah. woman her age. I was going to make one. Never ask Gog's his five knuckle shuffle score on cue the winged serpent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Or or why, the other one would be uh, why, why he likes uh, Age of Ultron. All I can picture is Gogs with AJ and Vance. Like, I know how to settle this. And you just hear Liz from down the hallway. No kickboxing! <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Let's get into what we Making do. Making up little hands and glue do, glass. We do. Lisa Simpson has just won the Nobel Prize. Actually, Monster Island's really more of a peninsula. Well, peninsula. That, that, that was a different episode, but another great cutaway. Um, it's just the name. Yeah, what y'all watch this week, Alec? Alec, 
Um, I watched two things. Two oh, things? Yeah. Um, hold on, my phone just froze up so the list won't come up. <laughs> Stupid iPhones. Damn it. Damn you. Oh, I watched two things. Two, uh, guy's name is that's not Steve Jobs. Tim, Tim Cook. Something. Tim Cook, that's it. Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I watched two movies. Two movies? Um, both comedies. One, hilarious. One, Uh-oh. okay. But an okay comedy is not good. It should be very funny. Agreed. I guess it's not, it wasn't intended to really be a slapstick comedy. So I don't know. It's hard to explain. But I'll, I'll try to explain it. Uh, the first one I watched is Zoolander, the original Zoolander. Yeah. And that, that that's movie, the good one, right? Yeah. Oh my God. That movie is so good. Does it still, it does still, it still holds hold up? up? Oh my okay. God. Like, it's not even, it's so funny. Mermaid. It's so, that whole movie is so fucking ridiculous. Everybody's so good in it. God, Jerry Stiller is so good in it. Uh, it might be Owen Wilson's best movie. Period. He's very good at it. Yeah, it's in the computer. Yeah, Whoa. and they're hitting it like the fucking apes in in two thousand and one. Yeah, you should listen to your friend Billy Zane. But a cork in Zane. One of my favorite lines in that whole movie is when they're. I think it's in the very beginning when they're introducing his character, and he's like. I appreciate Sting. I don't listen to his music, but I appreciate that he makes it. Oh, we're talking about yeah. Hansel's talking? Yeah. yeah, Hansel's so hot right now. So hot right now. Oh. Yeah, the movie's great. Like, everybody's so good in it. Will Ferrell's great in it. Um, obviously, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, Jerry Stiller, Mila Jovovich is his, like, is oh, Will yeah. Ferrell's, like, heavy, his assistant. Uh, Christine Taylor's really funny. All the cameos are, like, great uh there's like fred durst giving like the double thumbs up as he comes down the, uh, fred durst was in that as, he's, as he's coming down the runway in his like brainwashing scenario it's fred durst little kim and lance bass <laughs> and then when he actually comes down the runway to kill the prime minister of uh micronesia, micronesia. Of micronesia <laughs> they're all there doing the same things that they were doing in his like brainwash scenario Jesus. Oh, it's so good. The and fucking memorial that, uh, fountain statue of the gas fight. Oh, oh my yeah. god. A couple of male models killed in a fun gasoline fight. <laughs> or uh, a heart an tragic gasoline, gasoline fight accident. <laughs> yeah, you know who uh I remember the two names of the models, Brent and Mikus. Yeah. I forget the third one. But uh Mikus is played by uh, Alexander Skarsgard. It's like, his first, it's like his first Hollywood role. I was watching like, holy fuck. That's he's so hilarious. young. He looks like he's like 15. Um, Yeah, that whole movie is great. The shit with David Duchovny is the hand model who has his hand permanently preserved in a <laughs> hermetically sealed jar. Oh um, Apparently that scene where he explains like the whole thing to them. Or and Ben Stiller's like, well, why male models? Then he explains the whole thing, and then when he's done explaining, Ben Stiller again goes, but why male models? Like, Seriously? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently that was, uh, like, Ben Stiller forgot his line, so he just said that again. And David <laughs> Duchovny just riff with it. He's like, Seriously, I just told you. And Doesn't and Duchovny and refer Duchovny... to them as you face and body boys? Yeah, because David Duchovny's yeah. the hand model. He's a hand jockey. Yeah. The hand jockey. <laughs> Oh, the movie is fucking tremendous, and, then, and it and holds up. The they say came out. 
I didn't even get ten minutes into that sequel and I stopped. Like I very <laughs> rarely stop movies, even like How streaming. Would... <laughs> I stopped that so fast. It was so bad. How are they supposed to learn to read when they can't even get in the building? <laughs> what is this a center for ants? Ants. <laughs> and Will Ferrell just looks at us. He's like, he's absolutely right. <laughs> oh, I like that he only thinks it needs to be three times larger. Yeah, that should be at least three <laughs> times the size. Oh, so good. That movie, that movie, like it holds up really good, and it's a, it's a, a VH1 movie. Really? really? Yeah, oh, like the big thing at the beginning is VH1 Studios. Huh. Uh, yeah, Vince Vaughn is his brother who doesn't have any lines. Yeah, he's like the, yeah. O- the other brother is uh, the, I can't remember his real name. The guy who plays Frank Rossitano on Thirty Rock, the guy with the hats. Oh uh, yeah. Oh no, uh, Jordan, Judah Freelander. Yeah, he's the other brother, oh, but sure. he has no beard and his hair's all weird. He doesn't look anything <laughs> like him. Wow. Um, I'll. Man, that movie's no, good. Like that movie seriously holds up. I got the black like, lung I'm, pop. I got the best. <laughs> <laughs> you've this mind. Is that Christopher Walken? John, John Voight. Voight. John Voight. You've been in this mind for one day. We've been doing it for thirty years. <laughs> Isn't the the commercial he sees? It's just like water is the essence of wetness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good oh, stuff. That movie's so good. Can't can't recommend Zoolander enough for anybody who's missed Zoolander. <laughs> um. The other movie I watched is called The Promotion, and it's a weird kind of like indie comedy. It wasn't bad. Is it with um, John C. Riley and yeah. Sean William Scott? Yes, they're competing at the grocery for, like, store. Grocery yes. store manager. Yeah, job, yeah, yeah. Right. I saw that a while ago. It's so it's it's not bad. It's something else though. It's really weird. It's kind of dark, like, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of dark, but also like. At it's the not end, a, like nothing really mattered that happened yeah. that was dark. Like, yeah, it's not just enough. Gets glossed over one way or another. Like, it doesn't. It's not like Observe and Report where it gets like super dark, and it's not like like you said, it's not like a slapstick comedy. So it's in this weird like fucking black comedy middle zone. Is it like a yeah. like a Cedar Rapids kind of vibe where it's like uh, maybe not as good as Cedar Rapids though. Yeah, I like that movie, a lot. but in probably in that same vein. Like, it would have been better if it actually leaned one way or the other. Um, I feel like it's a movie made for like a very specific. There's so many things that like are true to working in grocery stores that I was like, huh. <laughs> like they did their, they really did their research on that, but then they didn't like spend any time writing actual jokes. Or, yeah, like, I was, I was thinking like, that scene was out in the like loading that. dock smoking, and like that reminds me of being at work a lot. Yeah, or like they're like, all right, there's some kids in the parking lot doing something. You got to go take care of it. And you're like, come, yeah. come on. Like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> like, you you know how this is going to go. <laughs> just, they'll move on eventually. Just let them go. But it, w- it wasn't bad. It wasn't great, though. Um, But again, like, half of the jokes are like, half of the story of the movie is literally like grocery store and retail stuff and like lingo. Right. Like, they spent a lot of time researching that for the Donaldson store. <laughs> um, Fred Armisen is their boss, and he's great. He's always good. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna Fisher is uh, Stifler's uh, girlfriend, fiance, yeah. wife, maybe. I don't know. His Jenna Fisher is the one that's married to Sasha Cohen. Is that the same person? No, no, no. That's, that's Isla that's, Fisher. That's Isla oh, okay. Jenna Fisher is from The Office. Okay. Former former wife of James Gunn. Oh. Yes. 
That's why she um, was in Slither. Oh. Mm-hmm. I would have liked it if he directed uh, Blade to Glory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If she was in that. She, she looked that. great in that. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, you see her in, like, uh, like negligee. It's all tarted up. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, because her, uh, her brother and sister tried to get her to sleep with Will Ferrell to break up their ice skating team. <laughs> um, those are the two movies I watched. We've been watching, we're almost done, The Righteous Gemstones. Well, that's a good show. And, like, that show might be one of, like, the best shows ever put on TV. It's so fucking good. I need to like catch up. I I watched all season one and I really liked it and it kind of fell off. So yeah, it's great. Season two just came out like last month or two months ago. It like just wrapped up like a few weeks ago. Okay, but it's so goddamn good and it's so it's so good at like towing the line of like comedy and drama. Yeah, well, that's another Jody Hill project. I think I'm pretty sure Danny Danny McBride. Jody Hill produced it, but Danny uh, McBride like created. He like wrote it and he came up with the concept and everything for it. But like we were talking about, like it might be Danny McBride's best performance. It's probably Adam Devine's best performance. Walton Goggins is absolutely incredible in it. Did you watch uh, um, Vice Principals, Alec? I did not, but it, this makes me want to watch it because it's, it's like, pretty good. This, I like it's like it. the same. Yeah. It's pretty much the same like cast and like creative team. Yeah, yeah. So like this makes me want to see it. I like. Um, I thought it was fun. John Candy is so fucking good in this show. John, well, like, what? It might, or John Goodman, rather. John Goodman. Oh, <laughs> it might be one of the like the best things I've ever done. It's so, wow. he's wow. so good in the in the role as the father. Um, but I can't recommend that enough. You guys should if you yeah haven't. Definitely. I, I, I watched like, it. The first it season it's was fantastic. Spectacular. So, yeah, definitely. Watch would you it. do you think? Do either of you that seen it? Anyone seen it? They think Liz would like it because we could use yeah. a show to. Another one that you might think about watching is uh Barry and Barry, it's coming back like in, I think couple in like two weeks, but I think there's two seasons already, maybe one or two seasons, but that has uh Bill Hader and he's like a part-time actor, part-time hitman. And it's like drama comedy. It's really good. Also on HBO. Yeah, I, I, haven't, ch- Barry, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't checked that out yet. It's really, really good. Like I, love I watched, it. I watched the first episode of that pirate show, and it's fine. Uh, the one we talked about last week. Uh, yeah, the one with uh, Taika Watiki, yeah, Taika Watiti and Rice Darby. Like the first episode is fine, but looking at like IMDb, Stacy pointed out that like the episodes get higher ratings as you go along. So I'm gonna have to uh, give it a few more to yeah. to check it out. The first episode, the first episode didn't didn't grab me, and I was kind of disappointed. I wonder. But I'm like, gonna have to keep watching it because, like, I love him, and like oh, yeah, he, I'm great. pretty sure created it, directed it, did like everything with it. And he's like one of my favorites. I, I wonder if now that things go like straight to streaming, if they're not as because I've noticed that with a couple of shows like lately that I've enjoyed, but like the first episode wasn't the best episode, and I feel like that was like an old mentality for like having to have ratings and stuff. I think maybe nowadays on streaming they're just like well it's all on there so we'll let it like slowly build up you know what i mean i wonder if that's like a a change yeah and again a lot of shows don't really do like pilots anymore right exactly they get greenlit for seasons based on concepts so i I don't know i i do somewhat miss being like episodic though sometimes everything being a 12-hour movie gets a little bit old yeah i agree yeah that's, it makes it harder to start new. Well, not harder to start new shows, but it makes it like you feel like you've got to 
you you've got to catch up to to get current. Yeah. You can't just like you can't like like Thirty Rock. You could just dive in. Seinfeld, right. you just dive in. It's daunting to like yeah to start like I, I'm trying to think if there's anything I feel like that way about now. Like there's like, honestly, I, I thought up they were like three like seasons all, in. I'm like that with all the Star Trek shows, and it's like when it's like a story like that where it's like a ten hour movie. It's like. With like an episodic, like kind of a bottle show, you can be like, okay, well, this episode just sucked, so whatever, I'll give it another chance. But with those, like, especially I'm thinking like the Picard TV show, it's like, fuck, man, like I gotta ride this out and just hope it changes course in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it, yeah, it kind of sucks, and it, and it usually doesn't. Like that's yeah, the thing. at least from the Star Trek stuff that I've watched, I watched a little bit of Discovery, and I was like, yeah, that's enough. Like I had yeah. enough of that. Yeah, oh, I was the first episode of that and was not uh Yeah, it was not very good. Do they even make shows like that anymore now that I'm saying it out loud? Like, like the Mandalorian, maybe? No, the yeah, Mandalorian first season. The Mandalorian the first season of Mandalorian, it all built on each other. Like every episode. Yeah, they yeah, built on each other, but it but each it was episode, like, you could you could watch episodes and not have it. Yeah. They had a complete story. They had little things that led into the other, but it wasn't like one overarching story. All right, fine. But then when you get into season two, then like we come. I haven't forward. seen the second season. Yeah, they kind of but, threw it at the window. Second season. Yeah. But then, like, but like nowadays, like you don't get like there's any shows that you. It's not just one extra big ass story. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think like comedies even anymore. Like, because I think they're all like a narrative. Like, I think I mean, like, like that Ted Lasso everybody loves, but that's like a like well, a Ted Lasso. You got to know what's going on. Right? Can, yeah, Kimmy always, Schmidt. You had to know what was going on. Like, it's like, always sunny. Is pretty much self contained. Yeah, they have a couple of multi episode. They have like yeah. like the callbacks. Past, past season, they like, had like a two episode episode but it's still just one episode you know what i mean like it's like i'm really glad that alec told me to watch only murders in the building because i watched the whole season i know what's up and now i can go into the second season going i'm ready to go i've seen it yeah but like catching up on like multiple seasons just to get to current is always a what's just because there's so much there's so much content out there yeah it's daunting Every like, time you turn around, somebody's got some new show that looks pretty interesting, and it's just like, where, where's all this time? Aaron at? Sorkin, you son of a bitch! Uh, it's not him that passed in. Yeah, no, no, thank you. That Hell Ricky yeah. and that Ricky and Lucy looked so fucking bad. I was like, yeah, no. I think that's a movie too. I don't even think that's a TV show. Uh, anything else, Alan? Mm, no. Uh, Gogs. I watched one and one half things. Uh, one, one of those, one half one things? Half things might be tabled. Okay. Did you finish Nightmare Alley? No. Okay, that's the thing I watched. So you can. Okay, well then we'll talk that. about. And I then the half of it I watched it was two in the morning and I was you, you half did the, in the right bag so I barely it. watched it. Yeah, so um, did I actually, and I watched the whole thing. And two okay, viewings. well we'll talk about that in a minute. So, um, but the the one whole thing I watched, um, and I'm gonna. I feel bad about saying this. I I finally watched The King's Man. Oh, uh, I almost watched that. Uh, and, huh? and I'm well. It's it's not bad, but it is the worst Matthew Vaughn movie I've seen. Wow. Like, I I mean, I like like what's like let's run down his hits. You've got Kingsman, Kingsman Two, uh, Starlight, First, First Class, Herb. Starlight, Layer yes, Cake. Herb. Is that what it's called? Stardust. Yeah. Stardust. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Stardust is La- the best. Stardust, yeah, Layer Cake and Stardust are like probably my top two Matthew Vaughn movies. Um, I love Kingsman, I love Kingsman too. I love First Class. I walked into this. This has anyone else seen this? No, no. 
this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be Kingsman, which is what I want it to be, or it wants to be like sort of 1917, but with like jokes. And that is not what it should be. There's nothing more funny than World War One. Hilarious World War One. Yeah. Like, like the pratfalls of World War One. Um, <laughs> the trench warfare goof. Yeah, like tonally, welcome, it, welcome to Verdun. You dink. Yeah. <laughs> the the the, the uh, one liners precept gets off before he kills Ferdinand. Ah, just but, mm, but, no. Is like isn't precept a fucking character in the movie? Yeah, they, they all are. So here's the thing. This movie presupposes that you know a lot about World War One because there's a lot of callbacks to like. I was, that's, an like I was, that's an interesting gamble. <laughs> I was like, when they were like, they were talking about one plot point. I was like, is this the Zimmerman note? And sure enough, it was. Jesus like, Christ. Um, they, 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 they is it have, like a half an hour of uh, fucking negotiations on telegraph poles? There's a lot of that. There's there's a, <laughs> yeah, there's a half drop line about the 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 torpedoing of the Lusitania. Like I'm like, there's things I kind of know about, and I'm like, all right, well, I don't know how this is fun for. I mean, other the folks. Lusitania is like, well, no, I was gonna say that is like the one fact of the war people might know, but that is still even pretty goddamn obscure. Yeah, so, like, anyway... World War One in general, like, I, I don't think people so, really know that. Like, and I don't no, it's somewhere like that. Dan Carlin's rolling a single tear. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, that's the only reason... I mean, let's be honest. It's the yeah, only same. reason I know as much about it as I do. That was the boring World War. Yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of fascinating. It's the one it's, that doesn't have a clear-cut narrative. That's the... Why it's, it's insane. Not, yeah. And this movie tries to, like, explain the insanity, but, like, it's... The movie's villain it's like like the villain in the other kingsman movies i guess you don't really they're just sort of villainous like i guess there's no real like is the villain the ennui of not knowing what you're actually fighting for no the villain that would have been that actually would have made a little more sense the villain just happens to be a guy who's trying to pull all the strings of these events using like stalin and some of these other people to try and the idea is to crush England at the end of the day because he's a Scottish guy and he hates Stalin's in the movie. Who plays Stalin? Stalin is in the movie. Oh, um, this is like hot Stalin era, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is, is like this fresh is, out of seminary Stalin. This is it Channing no, this, Tatum? It's not, I wish. Oh, no, he was another Kingsman. Like, they couldn't bring him back. This is, it should this be is, Oscar Isaac. This this Stalin uh, opposes awesome. uh, Tsar Nicholas and, uh, and uh, huh. they do... They do well, uh, a whole thing with Grigori Rasputin, and it's, yeah. it's it could have been more fun. I liked Rasputin better in Hellboy. Um, I don't. It's know, just like, an hour of Germans assembling a cannon, shooting it once, and then dragging it somewhere else. Yeah, like they like it's funny because it's like the horrors of World War One because it's a horrible war, and yeah. then counteracted with or counterbalanced with like the sort of zany over the top Matthew Vaughn action, but there's not enough of that, and it only shows up in the third act. When like uh, when when what's his name gets his shit together and finally starts Matthew vaunting it up, um, Ray Fines, like I, I don't know, I can't. I wanted to recommend it, but I can't. Like it's not, it's wow. not bad, but it's. It not, sounds like, like a terrible premise. Like a World War One spy comedy sounds awful. Like yeah. you, like but like it, it just it doesn't it doesn't deliver. And, and I it's thought like, that the like whole Ray point... Fines is playing it like super straight. Yeah. Which is like he's playing it like Colin Firth did in the first two Kings movies, but there's no. Who's he playing? Fucking Neville Chamberlain. 
No, he's he's the founder of the Kingsman. Like he yeah, is. Because I thought this was the whole point. I thought it was supposed to be the origin of it's the, the origin of the Kingsman. But like, is the kid who's like, his, his like sidekick? Is it also the same kid from nineteen seventeen? He looks just like him. He might be actually. I don't know. This kid loves that's World his, War One movies. That's his, <laughs> that that kid's his son in this movie. Uh, I'll tell you what. Shout out to, um, I think the best performances in this movie. Are Gemma Arterton? I think she's, I'm saying her name oh, correctly. She's so hot, yeah. big fan yeah. of her. And uh, Digimon Hansu, he's really good in it. Ray Fiennes is good in it. It's just. Are you telling me is... that Peter Stormare is not good in the movie? Peter Stormare is not in it. I thought he was Rasputin. I thought he was Rasputin. No, Rasputin is Doc Connors from Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, I thought he was. He, sure. It looks just like Peter Stormare. Yeah, I, I was, no, they oh, missed. Uh, if it had been Rice, Rice Ivan, he was the Rice kicker something. from the replacements. Oh yeah, yeah shit, the smoking guy. It should have been. It should have been Peter Stormare because any movie with Peter Damn, Stormare. Damn, that's crazy! Is, again, I thought I saw the trailer. I thought it was Peter Stormare. It no, and like that would have been. And it sounds like him too. When they first hear crazy. the voice, you're like, "Okay, cool, Peter Stormare's in it." Nope. But that's. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's my least favorite Matthew Vaughn movie. I really wanted to like it. It had as many Kingsmen as the uh, the cover uh, told me it would, so it doesn't fall into a prayer before dawn trap. <laughs> Um, the prayer before dawn's not called kickboxing. Yeah, but there's a kickboxer guy. Holy in front. shit! So, somehow, so wow. I thought that this movie was like a flop because it came out. I didn't hear anyone talk about it. But yeah, because didn't it movie, open against something pretty big? I think it opened up against Spider Man. Yeah, it made 125 million dollars in the box office. God, How damn. much did it cost? What was the budget though? Because the, the budget, budget was, a, be it was a pre-pandemic high. budget. Uh, I don't know. Bear well, like thirty-five. No, oh, God. Like you uh, don't get any budget was a hundred any... million. So yeah, oh. it, it made its made money, money back, but but you, but made with advertising. Who knows? But like, you don't yeah. get like that fun. Like you don't get that fun. Coolest shaker, fucking Colin Firth church fight in this movie. You don't have any moments like that. Oh shit! Matthew Goods in the movie. How'd you not tell oh, us fuck. that? <laughs> Which fucking Ozzy Mondeus? Daniel. Oh. Who's what's his name? Wait, what's the character's name? I don't know. It just says cast Matthew Good. Hold on, I don't know. Name, okay, well, it depends. I, is he Morton? I, I There's no I, suicide capsules. I, yeah, uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, the Kingsman. There you have it. I legit and I popped for Matthew Good. I was like, holy yeah. shit, Matthew He's the worst. Good. <laughs> he sucks. He's so bad. <laughs> He's got terrible names. It should be Matthew Bad. So. Uh... <laughs> Um, I guess then the, I will just dovetail that into TJ so I can talk about what I saw in sort of a drunk stupor and then oh, you can yeah. tell me what I missed. Yeah, I uh, I watched Guillermo del Toro's uh, newest uh, Nightmare Alley. I'm going to say something that I haven't done the research, but I'm just going to go ahead and say I think that Guillermo has more misses than hits. Like, because I'm thinking, like, this felt to me like exactly the way I felt about Crimson Peak, a movie, movie no, no one fucking remembers. Uh, I think we're it, just, he's just living off of Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth Gravitas. Hellboy 2. Well, Hellboy, Hellboy 1 and 2 are good. Yeah. And what else? Pan's oh. Labyrinth's good. Pan's Labyrinth. Hold on, I'm pulling up his directing. Well, while Alex looking at that, can you anyway, tell me was anyway, it just was, was it hold up? But no, okay. before you go any further, 
Is it was but, it was it the TV I saw it on? Yes. Was it the fact that I was half in the bag? There was nothing or, wrong with the the frame. It didn't look anything. strange to you. Uh, you got to get good internet. Oh, he know. must have he must have like that weird like Samsung telenovela filter on his looked, TV. The, the anti blur. It looked fine. If anything, yeah. like so, they I shoot it like a super high. Was it like a fucking uh, no, uh, Hobbit I don't thing? Think so. Uh, it, did, it, it didn't look like, like that to I me. Watched I watched it. it just on regular, you know, HBO uh, Max or whatever. I will say, so I compared it to Cur- Crimson Peak because Crimson Peak is his, like, love letter to, like, Hammer Horror movies. And it's kind of slavishly a Hammer Horror movie. And Hammer Horror movies, like, are kind of like something you either love or hate. And either way, they are very dry and they're very boring. Uh, they're very much a product of their time. Yes. And... I will say that Crimson Peak looked amazing. It shot really well. It has good performances, but it's boring. And this is the exact same thing with... So Nightmare Alley is a remake, which I didn't know until this movie came out. Because the original Nightmare Alley is on the Criterion collection. I had no idea. I've never heard of this movie before, the original. Um, But this is very much a very old-feeling movie with like very like kind of stagey kind of set pieces very stagey acting pacing wise. Like again, like we've talked about this through like different movies, but like different countries, different eras of film have a different kind of language. Right. And like back in the old days, they didn't have a lot to compare it to like a movie that came out like 19 fucking 40. Like they didn't have the same sort of cinematic kind of movement that movies have today. So they would take a lot longer to like develop a fucking story, and maybe a story wouldn't even develop. The problem this movie has is it's got like 700 plots, and none of them are particularly interesting, and it goes on, and on. this movie is like two and a half hours long, and it's like, by the end of it, I was like, what was even the... I think the point of this movie is that just Bradley Cooper is a shithead, and like deserves punishment, but like I could have told you that from the first little like, vignette do, in the beginning do, of the movie. Do you think this and uh, what was the, maybe not so much the Edgar Wright movie, but do you think they're starting to fall into like the sick boy theorem? The like they're just losing it at this point, like Del Toro I, and a couple of these I, other guys? I don't know. I think that like Del Toro, I think that he's a big fanboy of movies. Like, and he, he wears it on his sleeve. And I think that he, I've never, like, again, I've never seen the original Nightmare Alley. I'd be willing to bet. It is pretty close to what this is. And I think that he just, warts and all, just wants to recreate the things he loves for a new audience so, like, new people can be exposed to it. Or so, like, but, a Gus Van Zandt psycho thing? Yeah, but to me, it just doesn't work. I didn't, I, I liked the beginning of the movie. So, the, so basically, the, the, the long and short of it is, is Bradley Cooper is this weird kind of drifter in the, early, in the, the late 30s, early 40s. He comes across this like traveling carnival, becomes like learns how to like do cold reads, becomes a clairvoyant, then like gets into this weird murder romance triangle. It's a fucking mess. And like the beginning of the movie is the most interesting part because it's all the circus stuff, which is always interesting. Like it's very like, you know, does the circus stuff go away? Yes. Because I'm and not gonna kill, lie, I'm like just like it I'm fucking kills on... the movie. Like oh. the movie stops to a, as a fucking halt. Because he decides that he's going to, like, take his act on the road. But, like, all the interesting... Like, you're, like, leaving the fireworks factory. Like, all of the interesting characters are back there. 
like Ron Perlman is back there and Willem Dafoe and Tony Collette and Clifton oh, Collins a has, has a collection of weird faced persons. But it's Tony fun. Collette, Tony Collette was good in this movie. And it's oh, yeah? kind of fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. But even her character and her motivations are like all over the place and weird. And like, I just, it just did not work for me. And it felt like I watched this in two settings and that almost like that in and of itself kind of kills the movie. Like for me, I, all right. I, it was frustrating because like, it looks amazing. Like it's shot incredibly well. Everyone's trying. I thought that, I thought that like the cinematography is really good. I thought the music was good. The look of the movie is really cool. It's got this cool, like kind of art deco style thing going. It just didn't work also. And I, I really wish that we'd stop doing this in movies, but like this role that they, they put Bradley Cooper in was clearly meant for someone that was supposed to be like 20 years old. Cause every character fucking refers to him as a kid and how young he is and how his life is in front of him. Motherfucker. He's 48. Like stop! Why? Why? Yeah, and in nineteen thirties, you, you're basically, yeah, you're basically in the grave. Like, yeah, bro. Once you're forty, like if you die, nobody's like, "Oh, he's so young." They're like, eh, "I can see it." I mean, it's just like obviously it was written for like a younger actor, and I don't. They do this all the time, and it's like in this movie specifically, it really took me out of the fucking movie because like. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Bradley Cooper, and he doesn't fit the description that these characters are telling me that he fits. And I don't know. It just, it just wasn't great. I didn't care for it. All right. So I, should I not? I would not. I, not I wouldn't bother. If if okay. I found it boring, I can't imagine you're going to find it like interesting. Maybe I, I don't. Know. I was. I mean, I was half awake in a recliner with my like. I was knuckle deep in a bag of jerky, and then I fell asleep. So that's and then yeah. That's I, where I left. I, Ron Perlman Gogs, lifted the Gog's life story. Knuckle <laughs> yeah. deep in a I, bag uh, of jerky. I I I wanted to like it again. I really like a lot of aspects of the movie, but I just found it really really boring. And it, it's also this is a fucking uh, the Oscars this year are a fucking horror show. This is a, a nominated for best picture, which is insane. Um. But anyway, the other thing I watched isn't a movie, but I watched all of Smiling Friends, which is a new Adult Swim show that's on HBO Max. Um, every episode is like twelve minutes long. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. It's super weird and gross. I, I love it. I highly recommend. Michael Casa on one of the episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking great. It's like it literally like takes up the torch of what like Aqua Teen used to be. Like it's that kind of insanity, and I loved it. And they mix like animation styles, like in in like scenes. It's so fucking weird. Also, Sean, uh, what Mike from Red Letter is basically doing, uh, Mister Plinkett in the first episode. Oh, perfect. He's like, I, my wife left me, and I want to. And he literally. So, like the the whole premise of the show is the two guys, Pip and Charlie. They work for this company called Smiling Friends, and they have to go pe- make people happy. That's like their whole bit. And the first okay. episode. Mr. Plinkett wants to kill himself, so they literally show up, and he's literally got a, a magnum to his head, and every time they go somewhere, he's still got the magnum to his head. It's fucking fun. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Like, I loved it. I loved it. I watched it all in, like, yeah. one sitting, because, again, it's incredibly short. I'm really glad. I feel like a lot of series, like, uh, comedies especially are like adopting this like let's just make it fucking short like uh, I think you should leave those episodes are only like 15 minutes long it's just like good just like churn them out make them quick then I can just burn through them I love it so yeah that's all I watched uh, Sean I think you're the only uh, one yeah. do you want to do you want to do you want to hear Guillermo del Toro's yes oh yes 
movie. So I, I, I've not including TV shows, not including shorts. Um, Kronos. I've never seen it. Uh, Mimic. Oh, never he made it. Mimic. Oh God, I remember. Wait, him. Mimic, Mimic the Mimic the came out right movie? around the same time as Species. It was like yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it, it was one of those like green DVD covers. That's all I remember. Yeah. Was Mimic the the Roach people? I think yeah, something so, like yeah. that. With Mia Sorvino. Uh, yes. Yes, Gogs. <laughs> the Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone's uh, pretty good. Blade 2. Oh, that's pretty good. The best Blade Hell, movie, despite what Hellboy. God says. Hellboy. Pan's Labyrinth. Hellboy yeah. 2. Uh, Pacific Rim. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. Crimson mm. Peak. <laughs> Shape yeah. of Water. That's good. Nightmare Alley. So he's pretty so he's much got, right down the got, middle. He's got all. Uh, yeah, but he, the ones that he hits on are really good, though. So yeah, well, he he had a three fucking uh, movie run between Blade Two, New fucking Hellboy, and Hellboy Two. It's pretty strong. A Hellboy well, One and Pan's, and Pan's Labyrinth. And Pan's Labyrinth. Like, yeah, so four, four. Yeah. Hellboy One is pretty good, but Hellboy Two is like on a whole nother level. Like that movie. Hellboy Two is. A movie that is very that I underrate personally, but yeah. like that movie is so beautiful and oh, so yeah. it's in, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, like yeah, that movie is like the, one of the best comic book movies ever made. Agreed. Where that that animated opening of Hellboy Two is better than most movies. Yeah, yeah. And all the all his use of like practical effects is pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and and fucking, all the makeup and shit. No, that movie rules. And the tooth fairies. And that fuck and that that is it in it's in Hellboy 2, right? You see the angel of death that's just like got those wings and then like all the eyes are on the wings. Yeah. Oh, uh, and he's got that weird like half crescent face. Oh, so cool. So fucking cool. Yeah, all that right. movie's, right. that movie's right. fucking great. He's all right. He's yeah. all right to me. I take we need a Guillermo del Toro month so we can watch the Hellboys. Yeah. So we can watch Mimic and uh, <laughs> Crimson Peak. I will definitely pick Mimic if we do one. <laughs> all right, Sean. Uh, I watched like two and a sporadic thing. So I watched like three random episodes of The Last Dance because I watch it every week. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I want to highlight <laughs> in that is. Uh, the scene where Scotty Pippen gets drafted, I think I mentioned this on Facebook a bit ago, but it bugs me every time. And David Stern calls his name and he's like, and the Bulls are actually the Seattle Supersonic select Scott Pippen. And like that, I can't deal with that. Like, that's weird. I've never, like, he's Scott. Scotty forever. Like, he's like 70 and he's still got to go by Scotty. He came, Scott is like, fuck you. No, you're not. You're Scotty. Scott Scott Pippen, Central Arkansas. I watched. I rewatched uh, Assassination Nation, ah, so which good. Uh, still slaps incredibly I, hard. You really need to watch Euphoria. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I forgot that spoilers for Assassination Nation. I guess, like, I forgot how like um uh, like a four chan heavy the movie was, and oh, then yeah. the the resulting, and they're like, "Why did you do all this?" Is like for the lulls. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's why those guys blew up all those mosques and shit, too, mm-hmm. like, from the walls. Yeah, yeah. Cool. the movie's dark, but it's really good. Yeah, um, it's an awesome movie. I'm glad that you yeah. recommended it. And then, like, I'm glad he made Euphoria, because I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the same guy. Well, I wonder if more people will watch the movie. I, you know what? That's a question I guess I would have just for general people is, like, 
if you watch like a TV show like that, so let's say, do 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 people go into like IMDb normally and then just start like combing through other projects? Do you think, or is that I mean, just like a? I do. I don't. But I don't, I don't think know. Normal I know people. I know do. we do. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Like just a rando. Like, oh, I wonder who made the, like, or do they even give a fuck? Did I did I say this on the show or did we say this analog? So you, you, Sean, in an assassination nation, you know the girl that like brains the other girl with the the baseball bat towards the like yeah, yeah, yeah. beginning of the It's movie? a great scene too cuz they do that they're just that camera move where she walks yeah, yeah. in upside down. So that her she's also in um she's also in Euphoria. You know who her parents are? Oh yeah, she's one of the little girls from uh, Knocked Up or whatever, right? She's, she's like an Apatow. Yeah, she's Judd Apatow and uh Leslie Mann's kid. Yeah, well, she's yeah. lucky her mom's so hot. Jesus yeah. Christ, she's she's really good. she's good in that movie, and she's she's really good in Euphoria. Yeah. She plays Lexi in Euphoria. Yeah, and then uh, I watched Metal Jacket, which because uh, TJ put up like post your comfort movies, and that was one of mine. Like it's lower tier Kubrick, I would say. Well, Metal Jacket's personally. a comfort movie. Because I've seen it so many times, like, if I'm doing something, I can just have yeah. it on. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, I'm feeling down today. Let's pop in Full Metal Jacket. That'll cheer me that'll, up. That'll pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is lower tier Kubrick, but I again, I have seen it times. I'm explaining to kids at work that, like, VHS used to be prohibitively expensive until Batman. And uh, so everybody, I don't know if your parents did, but... Uh, my parents would tape movies off of HBO on those like SLP VHSs, so you could fit oh, yeah. two movies on one tape. Oh, we didn't even afford yeah. HBO. We taped it off a, a CBS movie of the week or whatever it was. Oh, oh really? yeah, Gogs yeah, a, a month or so ago, Gogs was talking about like taping it and cutting out the commercials at the right time. We had a, um, we had a actually, stopping wired. recording and restarting recording. Yeah, you're doing live edits. <laughs> we had a we had a wired. It was a, it had a 15 foot cord. Fuck it, we'll do it live. And had a dub button, and it would start and stop recording, and you had to yeah. guess what the commercials were happening. Well, like if you real cool, somebody in your neighborhood had two VCRs, and they would rent movies and tape over the like block the uh, the tabs with like electrical yeah, tape, and I then tape remember. over. Uh, the movies for you, but uh, yeah, I used I had like a, a bootleg porno ring in uh, high school doing that. I yeah, was, I was dubbing fucking porno tapes and selling them. Fucking uh, <laughs> but uh, Full Metal Jacket's great. Like, I still feel like it's two totally separate movies. Like, I it's it it's crazy. Like, I can't. There's very few movies I can think of where almost the entirety of the cast changes halfway through the movie. Is there any story um, behind that? Like, is there any like? Because I've always thought the know. same thing. Like the the yeah. first part of it's kind of a like a comedy almost. Like it's just like, but yeah. it's like kind of horrific. Like it's yeah, it's funny. Like because Arlie Ermy's funny, and then yeah. when Private Powell goes nuts, that all, and then it's just like this, like the horrors of Vietnam. Like is it, is it based it's on like, a book or anything? I I, I, don't, I don't think so. Is it I supposed think to be like it, what we were sold versus what we were got? What we got is that what I, he's going for? I'm not sure. I I. I never read a whole lot about it like um it's funny when i was younger i preferred the boot camp like the first half and i was like very cold on the second half and now i might almost prefer the second half of the movie yeah but uh now the movie's like eminently quotable obviously all the arlie ermy stuff but matthew modine's like really fucking good and it's like you kind of wonder like he he was really hot from there until like the early nineties ish, and then it's just kind of like eh, kind of went away. Back now. to the futures, and then yeah. And then he showed up yeah. in Stranger Things, and you're like, oh yeah, that guy, he's the <laughs> guy. He showed if up they in run um, their Batman. VC. 
They're well disciplined. Disciplined VC. You should do a story on me. Why? Because I'm so fucking good. <laughs> you ever, you yeah, I got 500 confirmed kills. Easy. You just don't lead them don't as much. Don't lead them as much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like, again, probably like the third worst Kubrick movie, but still better than almost every other movie ever made. Yeah, like, well, uh, yeah. like I, I, I'm conflicted. I'm Barry Lyndon. I don't like a Clockwork Orange very much, uh, probably because I'm not 17 anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I prefer the I've, way I've the, the book while, ends. But I feel like it's a young man's movie. Yeah, I have, yeah. I have issues. Like that's like the that's the one where it's like I don't like. Obviously, I'm like a, a fucking nuts for Kubrick, but like that's the one. Yeah. Where I'm like, eh. like I'm not really yeah. crazy about it. I've it, never I, seen Eyes Wide Shut. I, that's I like a movie I appreciate Shut. more as I get older. I'll tell you, Eyes Wide Shut, it like it's funny because like you know, interesting connection actually that somebody brought that up. The guy that the DP on the movie we're going to shortly did the lighting for Eyes Wide Shut, makes, the camera lighting makes a lot. Yeah, of it like, is based. It is based on a book called The Short Timers. Oh shit! By Gustav Hosford. Huh, what a name! Huh. Shout out to Gustav. Um. Eyes Wide Shut is a movie that, like, you know, you know, when it came out, you know, you had a different kind of, you, you saw it and kind of took it in or whatever. But now that like all the Epstein stuff comes out, like that movie kind of hits yeah. different now. I don't know, like for yeah. me anyway. You watch and you're like, well, I was also we were what like seventeen when that movie came out. When did it come out? Like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a movie I really like, and I, you know, Tom Cruise. It, it's weird because I feel like it was purposely done as stunt casting because like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman have horrible chemistry in that movie but I think that's kind of the point (laughs) like I don't know it's very strange they made a couple (laughs) movies together when they were married didn't they because they were far far and away away. far and away yeah Days of Thunder oh yeah Days of Thunder I forgot about that Days of Thunder I remember that movie rocking the shit I'd like to that movie does rule and also it has that scene where the woman calls him Tom and they left it in I need I we need to figure out a way to work that in I've never seen Days of Thunder that's insane! You... Oh my god, are you kidding? I mean, like, I'm not like a huge NASCAR mark. Yeah, yeah but it's like it's like a but it's a movie for dudes that love movies, and you're a dude who loves yeah. movies. Oh man, we're gonna go I like a, an auto racing month. Yeah, we, we can, do that. We, we, we can do the one that, with Thor. We can watch that Sylvester awful Stallone? Stallone movie where he like he like throws Driven? a dime down on the fucking track and then he like flips the dime into his car. We can watch. Any... Am I thinking of two movies? That is, is Thor is is Hemsworth and Stallone in the same movie? Or are those two different movies? No, two Hemsworth is in a movie. He's in a movie with uh, shit. The guy who plays Baron Zemo, um, Daniel, Daniel Brule. That's called. Drive, I think it's about Mickey Lauda. It's a yeah, based on yeah. a true story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Stallone's is not based on a true story. It is called the Stallone one is called Driven. Driven. I want to say Armando Sante's also in that, but I could be wrong. Oh shit! Is he a, playing a re- Rico? He's it's a Rico. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come up with a driving month. Sylvester Stallangueary part two. We'll call it racial tensions. Is that where we finally like went too far? No. All right, let's get into our free. Nothing else, Sean. Right? You know, no, but I, I'm all for if we do September, we should do Labor Gays comes again. <laughs> I'm so it was our, really it, was our, it was one of our most enjoyable months without. It, it was. I think besides it was September all and that were my two 
favorite month. September always good. Yeah. It's a banger. All right, All right, let's get into our feature presentation. Nicholas Winding Revens only God forgives. Uh, I thought the movie. I thought I downloaded the wrong movie when the fucking credit came up in t- in uh, Thai. I didn't remember the credits being I in Thai. Totally forgot. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. And then all the credits are in Thai. I was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, th- that's a that's a, I, I thought of Homer Simpson when that came up. That's some crazy language you got there, Thailand. <laughs> like, uh, Gogs, what happened in this movie? I, I will say, uh, and and we'll get into this more as we deep dive into the film. This has one of the most simple plots, I think, of a movie that we've ever watched. It is like a to B. the most A to B story you could possibly ever tell. Like it is I can I can I can do this plot lickety split. You could probably do it in no three shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Uh you baby goose and his brother with a hair Do you lip. You guys recognize are... that actor from anything? Because I the whole time no. I'm like He looks like Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Kind with a hair lip. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they are not, like, they are crime brothers in Thailand running <laughs> some sort of some sort of cocaine pit fighting like front. Uh, they have a great night. Of they are running a vague drug business and they're laundering it through the boxing club. Yeah. Correct. Uh, they uh, they had a great night of both kickboxing and drugs and such a good <laughs> night that. The one brother decides to tie one on and uh, bang underage kids. Uh, it doesn't oh, necessarily oh. work out because he murders one to death. To which point, well, that's, you are introduced. I feel like it did work out because that's what he he did exactly what he wanted. It worked to out do. for him fine until I mean, it he didn't. leaves. He leaves yeah. that. I I feel like obviously this movie is very vague and open to interpretation. But like, well, he's wanting to be killed, right? Yeah, like, I mean, he literally—he yeah. his only line in the movie. Well, not only, but his first line in the movie is "Time to go see the devil," and like, yeah. I think he's obviously like he knows what he's doing. Like he—it's like it's like suicide by cop. He's trying to. Well, he, he yeah, to pres- he definitely just waits there. Yeah, and he tries yeah. to provoke the the first pimp that he comes across, and that doesn't work. So then he just goes and finds some girl in the street that's another prostitute. So it's so not he, like he—he—it's he, not like an accident that he dies. Like he knows no. what's going to happen, right? So he go. This happens, and then you're introduced to uh, this inspector or lieutenant or whatever who is, you know, effectively a force of nature for justice throughout the rest of the film. He's almost like Anton. I don't know Sh- if I would. He's up, I don't know if I would call it justice. It's his I, justice. I mean, it's but, well, well it's justice. we're already going to get into the we're already going to get into the themes, but like. Yeah. He is like God in like the Old Testament yeah. capital G yeah. mean God sort of way before he gets all nice in the New Testament. He is the t- there's no forgive yeah the, well I mean there's no forgiveness that happens. He does well, no that's not entirely true. Yes, well he is. sort of does. Well we, but but we'll get into it. So then well, yeah. his, his his judgment is inconsistent because later on in the movie he's like the guy that orchestrates the the well no the it's not inconsistent him. because like it's very consistent. Uh, no yeah because they. Like there's that scene with him with the little kid, yeah. And then the guy's like, "Hey, I was just doing this to save my disabled son. That's yeah. why he lets him go." Yeah, right. So anyway, the this guy gets the this cop turns the the dead uh, girl's dad on to uh, Baby Goose's brother. He beats him to death with a bat, and then he gets his it's his head chopped off. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Huh? Baby Goose's brother's head looks like the guy from fucking Irreversible. Like his... Oh, yeah, no, it looks like it looks like the end of a watermelon eating contest. <laughs> like it's like it's fucked up. So anyway, then the rest of the movie is is Baby Goose and Baby Goose is effectively like this is the Danny the dog I kind of wanted. Like he is just like the most wow. abused, like gaslit, like his like his character, the first okay, so full disclosure. The first time I watched this movie, I was like, I don't like this because everyone's despicable. This is my second time watching this movie. I still everyone's still despicable. Well, most people are, but Baby Goose is such a victim of like abuse and torture that it's like yeah, I think, you sympathize yeah. for him. Which is sort I of think, the, honestly, the whole this point is, of the movie. This is one of those movies where like the first viewing, and this is what I'm curious of Alex's opinion, is kind of hard to read because it's so disturbing. Like you, it's almost like the abuse is kind of glossed over because you're so fucked up by not only like everything that's happening, but by the way it's shot. Like, and then okay, like on second, I've seen this movie like five times. Like you start getting a little bit deeper into it, I think. Yeah. So, so the rest of the movie is so then you're introduced to. Baby Goose's hot drug kingpin mom, and she wants revenge, so she goes through a series of plots to get to ultimately kill the guy who first the guy who actually killed her son. Then when they find out that the, he's basically put up to it well, by this I police feel, officer, well, she might she also, might have the most chilling line I've ever heard in the movie, or at least a response where uh, she's like, "Why didn't you kill him?" It's like, "Well, it's a little bit more complicated." Billy raped and murdered a fourteen year old, and she takes it. She just kind of goes, "I'm sure he had he his reasons." A, yeah, yeah. yeah. She also, said she's an awful, well, she's the worst person in this movie. I, I think a, a key she, plot she point. reminded, every time she was on screen, she reminded me of Ellen Burstyn's character from uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Oh, shit. Another hot uh, older lady. Um, one, of the, yeah. one of the things that I think is important to note is that obviously. Uh, well, she's the devil, right? Like, yeah. literally. But she she sends Baby Goose to kill the guy that that killed Billy, and he doesn't do it. And she right. does, that does not sit well with her at all. So, but the yeah. amount of abuse that she puts on to Baby Goose. So Baby Goose is just trying to he lives to like also, please his mom, and he just wants to be like and and to the to the point where he is so brainwashed or gaslit or whatever it is, like he befriends some sort of prostitute, and she even yeah. tries to like get him out of it and. To the point where she's someone that seems to actually maybe genuinely care about him. And oh, I don't think I don't think so. I think I don't, she I don't, might. There's, I think that, I, I think a, she a, does because well, one like I, I think it's the, that why do you let her treat you like that? But there's also and this is ancillary to the movie, and it might have helped in there. Well, the apparently the there's supposed to be a scene with the two of them that gets cut. Yeah, there's this where a, she's like taking care of him. You know, I. It's funny you say that. Like, I had like a fucking. I thought that was I, in so the did movie. I. I had like a Mandela effect yeah, thing yeah. where I was like, I thought there was yeah. a scene, and obviously I'm skipping ahead. I could have sworn there was a scene where you saw him without his arms, with his hands yeah. wrapped. Yeah, and she's like, like cradling him. But I think maybe we both read the same shit at some point and just like put that in the movie. Not put in the movie, so you might have seen a cut deleted scene or something. I remember. Yeah, for some reason, I was like, I thought that's how the movie ended with him, like with his. You saw his arms cut off, which is which. And and dear listener, as you hear that, that would be a more uplifting ending than what we got. So, um, so he goes back and forth. The mom keeps trying to get this police chief killed. 
She's sending she's sending other goons after him. The police chief is like just he's almost like a Voorhees level of just steady, unkillable, and just a, a menace. Well, you you just, can't kill God. Like that's the You can't kill God. Yeah. Try and fight him. It's not gonna work out. Right. So um and then Baby Goose is like struggling with it because they go to his house to put a hit on the guy, and Baby Goose shoots his buddy before he's gonna shoot this guy's little girl. Because well, baby, you should not be completely irredeemable bit. piece of shit. Yeah. There's, well, there's, there's a scene, matter, like, but there's a scene before that that's kind scene. of important where, where he actually baby fights. goose confronts the cop, and they're like, "You want to fight?" And you know, up to this point, you've seen baby goose kick like these two drunk guys' asses, and he does this thing that I think is so fucking awesome, where he like punches the guy and then he drags him by the top of his mouth. Yeah, this seems <laughs> yeah. like a terrible move, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't. It wouldn't work. Power move. It looks amazing. Um, Well, like this fight scene fucking rules because it's so like anti what you expect in a movie. Yeah, and also choreographed so well. Well, also that they keep cutting to the statue of Inspector Chang that's at his boxing gym. Right. Yeah. That's like that's like the yeah because he's just got the hands up ready to rumble. So and that's the so there's a scene earlier in the movie right because after the after the the father who killed baby goose's brother got oh, ends yeah. up dead real quick they come pause. to they come real, to the boxing pause gym. pause 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 real quick uh there's a drop line in this that's like an incredibly important thing to like baby goose's character that the mother implies that she had him kill his own father at some point correct they don't yeah. even drop line they bring it up twice well, yeah. the way she puts it into context later with the cop, it sounds like he was abusive. But the yeah. way she kind of says it earlier in the movie, it seems like she. Well, no, she definitely no, exactly, did. Exactly, exactly yeah, yeah. what she did. Yeah. She made him do it. But then when yeah. her feet are being held to the fire, she's like, "He's crazy. He killed yeah. his own dad." She doesn't give a shit about him. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't give so, a shit about anything. So, anyways, there's an earlier scene where the inspector shows up at the boxing gym, and like he's asking around because he knows that this guy who got killed was directly involved with the death of this guy's brother and he kind of just looks baby goose in the eye and he's just like not him like he just knows and just kind of walks yeah. so they really don't have the only thing that's putting them on a collision course is the the constant pushing from baby goose's mom so they have this fight baby goose loses he gets oh, patched, he gets he gets his ass worked. handed to him. He, he never yeah. he never lands, he never lands a hit. Yeah, he yeah. never lands a hit. He his mom gets... his mom basically shames him into just going and shooting him, which right. I think to some end, Baby Goose feels that's dishonorable. Um, he ends up not doing that. He effectively turns himself in. He keeps having visions of he's had visions of this guy. Like he has visions of the cop in his arm the whole yeah. movie, like the whole. You know, movie. Well, but he's a vision of his arms getting chopped off and whatever. And then and there's also whole, earlier there's stuff, hand stuff in this movie. That well, we'll earlier talk. we'll, we'll the, talk about the hand stuff. I think afterwards because there's a lot going on earlier in the movie too. The cop, the cop after the the guy whose daughter got raped and murdered, he takes that guy out to like the street and he doesn't. The cop doesn't kill him, but he does chop one of his arms off, so he doesn't forget his other daughters. Right? Yeah. So so the arm so chopping the thing. The arm chopping thing is is uh. Something that's a well, the arm thing, thing is yeah. a whole thing. Being, I was actually being, really proud of myself because, like, after the movie public. ended, I like Wikipedia some stuff. I was like, "Oh, I was right." I think about what this movie yeah. is sort of about. Um, so the then, cop just likes chopping people's arms off because he's the one who <laughs> let he's the one who let the girl's dad in there to begin with to beat 
to beat the brother to death, and then he punished him for doing what he let him do. Yeah, well, no, well, he it, he, punished, he says equalized it, like, it. Well, no, 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 no. He says like I thought he maybe because I watched a different version than you guys did, and the subtitles were different. But the version I saw, he says that like the punishment isn't for him beating the guy to death; it's for no, letting it's for the girl be a prostitute to begin yeah. with in the first place. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't anyway. turn the subtitles on until like ten minutes into the movie. Oh. I thought it was oh. another fucking artsy bullshit foreign movie oh, with okay. no subtitles. But everything we put on the Plex just doesn't load subtitles automatically. Yeah. So the police guy kills the mom, and simultaneously, when as Baby Goose is not killing the police guy's daughter, he basically they effectively turns himself in and then the police guy takes his retribution or whatever his he issues his justice by taking both of uh both of baby goose's hands which right. seems to be like a relief to baby goose yeah i was gonna say it frees him yeah right so frees him that's from the whole movie holding food or <laughs> yeah yeah Anything from so, wiping his own. Honestly, butt. we hopefully, we could all stand to be freed from holding food from time to time. <laughs> hopefully, they got bidets over there. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I mean, the whole movie's like, I don't know, like the whole thing. The the, the movie spends. Let me talk about this now. The the movie spends a lot of time focusing on Baby Goose's hands in various places, like. When he's with the prostitute, they tie his hands down. When he's with the prostitute, other times, well, it's, it's just hand stuff. He puts. His I hand I always read that with with my because like I feel like he does care about her because like he brings her like he's awkwardly trying to include her like in some kind of weird family situation. Yeah, but like, like everything he does that's evil is done with his hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fighting, the yeah. drugs, the guns. So like. Like he feels like his hands are like just filthy and like not well, like that's why there's, there's even a there's, there's scene where he's where you see him, like just his hands yeah. balling his like, fists up like there's a scene where he yeah. washes his hands and but that, then he can't th- get but them I, clean. I mean it's right, like, but I, yeah, 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 it's not subtle. But like I think no. that's why his hands are tied behind his back or tied up with the prostitute is to like not like get his evil onto her. Like if yeah, it's I, gonna be yeah. kind of artsy. Right, the whole movie. I mean, like he beat his dad to death with his hands. Supposedly, like it's all about just the violence you can cause. Also, when Chang fucking guts his mother, have you ever seen a woman's rib cage get cut in half in a movie before? Because I feel like this is the only time, and it is fucked up. Yeah, it's very, very gross. Also, when he cuts that guy that that does the shootout, like his fucking ribs are everywhere. It's like that fucking shootout. That drive-by scene is one of the best drive-by scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, It's shot really. Well, I'm so yeah. I really wish that he would Refn would do more like action stuff because he can clearly do it. Like he just well, it's definitely different too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is it's less about the plot and more about imagery and atmosphere and that kind of thing. I mean, he it's kind of interesting to me watching it this time. He devoted this movie to Alejandro Yordorowski. Which I think is kind of interesting because to me, like this reads more less like a Yodorowsky film and more like a Lynch film. Yeah, but, um, but well, I it's can, a Lynch Abel Ferrara like kind of mashup. Yeah, I mean, I I think I I, I don't know. I've never I haven't read a thing about why he he uh, you know included Yodorowsky. But like to me, I think that one of the things that I've read that Yodorowsky has said a million. Well, maybe times, it's because the one guy wanted to fuck a fourteen year old. 
he, hey, hey, he never did anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Not that I knew of. I've never heard anything <laughs> like that. He's always an okay. upstanding family man. Come on now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, that Yordarowski famously, like, he used to just, like, when he made El Topo and Holy Mountain, like, he just had, like, a script, like, a bare-bones script and would go off of feel and just kind of, like, I want to meditate on this idea and wouldn't really have, like, a lot behind it and then just kind of saw what would happen. You know what I mean? Like, and I think. I mean, so there's no uh, storyboard for the frog army in the Holy Mountain. <laughs> no, no, I hate that scene too. But uh, yeah, no, but but he's like that was kind of like he kind of was like this improvisational filmmaker, and I wouldn't be surprised if like, and I mean, same with David Lynch. I mean, David Lynch literally had like one storyboard for Eraserhead before he made it, and I think like I wouldn't be surprised if that's what this movie was. Like, he had this bare bones revenge idea, and he just wanted to room me. Ruminate on meditation revenge, or is it meditation? Well, no, literally the uh, the pitch for the movie that he had was, I want a movie about a guy that fights God, like fist fights God. That was the whole like setup, and this is kind of what spun out of it. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Yeah, but anyway, um, does anybody want to guess how many uh, lines Baby Goose has in the movie? Because I actually know the exact number. Is it single digits? Seven, seventeen. Oh, yep. Uh, Alec uh, nailed it. Damn. Oh. <laughs> Good job, dude. <laughs> I was going to say under it's, 30. It is I, not a lot. It is very, mm-hmm. very minimal. It's Tom Hardy and fucking Fury Mad Road. Max. I yeah. mean, he didn't say a lot in Drive either, you know? Yeah. So. One thing I wanted to touch on real quick uh, before we kind of like get into the end of it is like the movie is disturbing in the way that like the rule of thirds gets broken constantly. And I guess Ruffin does that a lot, but in this movie it's like super noticeable that like almost any time one of the leads is speaking, they're shot dead center. Like it's got that like Wes Anderson symmetry, but it doesn't seem as twee as when he does it. Like, like when she's, uh, well, there, were, <laughs> there were like, Piccolos and like, <laughs> yeah. flute playing in the background. They know he's playing fucking pickleball. Uh, like, there's a scene where she's in the hotel, like I think on the balcony, and she's framed like it's like uh, Zach Galifianakis between two ferns. But yeah. even like the overhead shots of the kickboxing, you can cut it straight in half, and it like lines up. Like the the framing of this movie is like super interesting, which I, I think, yeah, I, which yeah, I think okay. kind of propels it because. It's a movie with not a lot of dialogue and a not a very intricate plot, which I feel could lend itself to being kind of boring if it wasn't very visually interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the visuals like make the movie. Like the yeah. this is like it's it's all. I mean, this is what people hate about Ref and the people that don't yeah, like so it. the it's, style over substance. It is but sometimes all style. Works. I mean, this is literally all style over substance. Yeah. This is all him fucking doing what he does best and coming up with really interesting shot compositions and the, the, the I don't know he lingers on stuff that I think is interesting like I, I don't know I mean it's this is a this is a very this is a polarizing movie amongst Nicholas Winding Refn fans let alone amongst people normal this people. fucking movie yeah oh yeah um but, but like sometimes like styles enough you know what I mean? Like Fury Road isn't a particularly. De- I would say that's a style over substance movie, like a hundred percent. Like, yeah, I'd agree with that. That movie's also a fucking like summer blockbuster explosion fest. Yeah, yeah. but still, I guess that's a. Di- I guess that's also style, but that's a. It's a more accessible style, more readily sure. accessible. Oh yeah, style. yeah, definitely. All right. Well, 
Alec, I, I, I gotta know. I gotta know how you feel about this movie. Should we just go into Five Knuckle Shuffle? Yeah, let's go want? into it, but let him lead off. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Alec! Mm. Did you finish the movie? I didn't. Yes. Think you, I didn't think you would. I thought you'd turn it off. I thought ten minutes in you'd be done. I think just give it no, a zero. I, I almost did just because of the subtitle debacle. But fair. You just if one um, doesn't work, you just got to change it to the other one. It's not. That's, that's all you got to do. There's always. I, like ended, watch, I ended up watching to, on. TV. I shouldn't have to do extra work for the movies. Oh my god! Movies should just have subtitles. It's literally like one step, dude. I, it, it, the movie <laughs> should be this. Like should have hard coded subtitles. I don't know why it doesn't. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't know either, but. It, and it doesn't on my Blu-ray either. Funny enough, yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't. This movie is interesting. Like, I'm blown away. You're not just giving me the zero dog tooth score right now. So I'm dying to hear this. Like, no, I'm glad this has provoked like thoughtfulness. Like, I'm, no, I'm dying. It's not, right it's, now. It's not dog tooth. Like it's not like repulsive or like repugnant. Um Yeah, this movie it's it's interesting. I didn't like it. Like I did not I didn't like it. It's not my cup of tea. The the uh hyper violence and no redeemable characters and all that stuff is not I mean you guys know that's not my I don't mind the hyper violence, but there has to be like somebody to root for. And there's really, I mean, I guess Baby Goose a little bit, but yeah, he's still to, not great. It's hard to root he for got him because he's super molested. Yeah, he's he's so broken. He's hard yeah. to root. And you're like, I think it's interesting. You have one chance of like redemption in this movie for him. I think like from a viewer's perspective. And it's when he has that scene walking with Mai, and you think that he's going to get his like his walls broken down when she's yeah, but he know, doesn't know what to do. Like yeah, the, and he just, I, it just reinforces just, how his mother treated him. Yeah, you know and what he I mean? just screams at her and abuses her more, and it's like uh, yeah. okay. But I think in a in a yeah. lesser movie, then you would have had him not do that, and yeah. there would have been a whole romance uh, plot between the two of them and all that. Also, the mom keep calling her May was funny to me. I don't know why. Yeah. Sorry, I'll continue. Um, the scene where I can't remember the, any of the names. I feel like Gog's kind of glazed over the point where they get the other drug dealers involved to do some oh, yeah. stuff. Um, but I, I guess it's the police are quote unquote uh, interrogating this guy. Just like mm-hmm. shoving, the scene, shoving the scene, pins into him. Oh, I love that. Scene scene. In like the like the karaoke club or whatever. He tells, he, has, he tells all the girls to keep their eyes closed, and they do. And he like, just gets uh, tells all the men to watch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but he like he says, "Oh, you didn't see anything," and then blinds him. Oh. He's like, "I guess you didn't hear anything either," and starts shoving needles into yeah. his ears to like yeah. keeps skewers. Oh my <laughs> god! Like I never oh, seen cool. anything like that before. That's fucking gross. Yeah, he, 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 he was almost sh- like hostile, honestly. Who shand to lose that guy? Uh, real- <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> Slice that um, eyeballs. I want you to know. Um, it was short, so that has that in its favor. It was. It was I called it. I think an hour and twenty six minutes. God, stop playing Elden after Ring. the. Uh, 
after the credits or before the credits started a roll. So had that going for it. Like I'm gonna give it like a four. I can see why people. I'm 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 genuinely shocked. I thought you'd be so turned off by this it's movie. Four more I, points than I expected. You, Legit, that's Alex, like Alex, you giving it a twelve. Yeah, where I thought this Alex, was gonna you, end up. You, you, like you were having phone problems or whatever last week, and you dropped out when Sean picked this, and I was like, "What are you doing? Like, no, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna send Sean you're an gonna actual him, bag. You're gonna of make shit. him quit the fucking show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't like. What are you doing? Well, no, I, and I, sug- I suggested to TJ offline. I was like, it's full of despicable people that aren't redeemable, but there is an element of vengeance and punishment and people getting their come up, and so maybe. I mean, the cop is yeah. The cop is redeemable in a way because he's following his own code, you know. And they, they, you know what I mean? Like it's just brutal. It's like well, he is punishing the wicked, like yeah. in yeah. the classical sense. So yeah. And I was like, I was prepared to hate this movie because I looked up IMDb beforehand oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. and saw that he the the guy directed Bronson, and I was like, oh well. This is, There's that. This is going to be terrible. Have you seen Drive? No. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to know what you thought. Your thoughts on that? That's the Drive is the one that people that don't like him still generally like. This came out well, right this after. This came out Drive. after Drive, right? This right. Yeah. After. This is the follow up to Drive, which is kind of fascinating if you watch these two movies back to back. Because I think that was also part of the backlash to this movie because people were expecting Drive 2, and this is not Drive 2 no. at all. Not even close. But uh, Ryan Gosling does look handsome in his slacks, uh, button-down shirt rolled up in vest. Yeah. yeah. That, that combo is uh, dynamite, even when he's all bloodied up and messed up. He, looks he still looks like he still looks like a, this movie. <laughs> yeah. He still looks like he still looks like a million bucks in that outfit, though. Yeah, he looks like yeah. some Street Fighter character who I couldn't put my finger on. Oh, the the waist, like, yeah, the waistcoat's a good look. Yeah, he looks like Cody, I think. Um, we, yeah, so it's a it's a four. Um, Gogs. Oh. So, if you had asked me what this is. Before I watched it a second time, I would have probably said like a two or a three. Um, it's like it's a nine. What the you, fuck? And, no and you, way! What the no? Fuck? But here's why. Holy I've been, I've been ruminating. I watched this early am, in the I, week. This is. I am like. <laughs> I watched this on Wednesday. I feel like I, I feel like I won something. I feel like I need yeah. to be like Steve Harvey, where I'm just like animated, and like walking around. Yeah, man just mode. said titties. <laughs> just let me just get through it. I watched this on Wednesday. Holy shit! And I've been ruminating on it ever since. I was like, I didn't like that, and I was like, well, I don't know if it's I didn't like that or it's I just didn't like. It, it evoked an emotional response. I saw it in a whole different light. Like, I pitied, instead of, like, hating all the characters, I pitied Baby Goose. I was sort of ambivalent to the to the police character. I hated the mom. I hated the brother. But I felt so much sympathy and pity for him, for his character, and, like, sort of whatever kind of hope of redemption he ended up Can getting. I pause you real quick to ask you a question? Sure. The first time you had seen this movie, had you had either of your kids? No. Okay. No, I had not had either of my kids yet. Okay. Um, and the way this movie opens, I'm not like I'm not I'm not here for it. But like 
I put this movie kind of like, like I feel about it the same way I feel about, um, um, Requiem for a Dream. Like I don't need to watch this movie. This movie doesn't make me feel good. Like I don't like I don't need to like expose myself to this on a regular basis. But as a movie, it's very well shot. It's very well acted. It invoked a very strong emotional response. I get what the themes were. I get, you know, I get all of, I think I get it. I think I get the whole movie and I super, I appreciate it for what it is. Is it a movie that like, I don't, so my score is more based on like, I think my score is a lot more, um, textbook than it is like emotion. Emotionally. I still don't like, I don't like the characters in it per se. I don't, I think it's like, it's still very tough subject matter that I'm not, like I'm saying, I don't want to delve into I mean, that all the time. They're barely characters, you know. Right, but I mean, but they're but they're but they're just pieces of shit, right? And like, but I do feel for Baby Goose in the movie, and I think it is gorgeous, and he's doing some great. I don't know, I. So it's it's weird. Like I don't, I don't. It's like I don't like you, but I respect <laughs> you. That's sort of my feeling on this yeah. movie. Um, but it's, it's like I how you feel. About, it's like how you feel about the Steelers. It's how I feel about the Steelers, right? I don't like you, oh. but I do. Oh man, I can't wait to watch them with Mitch Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. So, I just yeah. like that he, he went back to Mitch. He, he dropped the L. He's back to Mitch Trubisky. Well, they, they don't so, play Mitchell in Pittsburgh. That shit won't fly. Wow, that's so, like, true. So like, I don't need to buy this movie. I don't need to see it again. I think I think two viewings was enough. I think I got everything I need to get out of it. But I do acknowledge that it is a. It's a good film. Fascinating. Fascinating so, scoring. I there you go, really, TJ. All the way around. Uh, it's a nine for me, dog. I've watched this movie probably half a dozen times. Um, I really like this movie. This is the kind of stuff that I really like. I mean, I like, <laughs> I like ambiguous, really like singular kind of movies. There's no other movie like this. Like you can't. Like, not even other refing refing movies are like this. Like, this is very much its own fucking thing. I think it's pretty amazing. I think that I like how, even though within a very simple structure, it allows a lot of ideas to flow, right? Like, I've watched this, like I said, about six times probably. And this, I always kind of took, and again, this this is a new interpretation I had this time watching it. I kind of always took the fact that the the older brother was just the evil, evilest brother. But watching it this time, I think, again, I think he knew exa- I think he was literally just trying to die. He was doing a speed run of what Baby Goose, <laughs> ends, what Baby Goose ends up doing anyway. Like, there's a yeah. line in this movie that kind of hit me different this time than it did before, where the mom's like, well, uh, Billy, that was his name, right? The older yeah, Billy, I think. Yeah. Billy and She's Julian. Like, Billy was what Julian always wanted to be. And that line kind of hit me different this time because it's like, well, yeah, he's was just as abused as baby goose. He like, he's at a point where he like recognizes he can't get out. So he does something so irredeemable that he's going to pay for it immediately. Yeah. And I think that was his way out. Now, again, that's, that's all me doing a lot of work for the movie, but I think the movie lends itself to these kind of interpretations well, and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's even, like, that subtle, because, like, why else would he wait? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're shown that he's already, like, a physical force. Like, everybody in this family can handle themselves. Why else just sit there? I don't think it's, a like, a sudden um, 
what do you call it? Like thing of remorse that he had after doing it. I think yeah, this was his plan the whole time. And, and it's not that he's so confident that nothing bad will happen to him. It's no. He knows what's going to happen. Um, well, he, but, go ahead. Sorry. He waits there for this guy to just execute him with a bat and doesn't offer a fight. Like, I mean, at least you're not like uh, led to believe that that happened. Well, the, he just sat there yeah. and took it. Yeah. Right. Which is a scene. I'm shocked that Reffin didn't, didn't put in at all you know it probably killed him not to do that but no i think the way it was done was good you hear it and you get to focus on the the inspector drinking his tea from that balcony next door like the the scene the scene works the way they did it um there's there's other things we we didn't really talk about the uh the karaoke scenes in this movie which i really like because again like the cop is god and these karaoke scenes are like sermons um, he's in front of his like congregation. Like it's pretty. I think like it's pretty clear. But yeah. they're neat, and I like the fact that they stick so long. Like they're very like this is where my like Lynchian comparisons come from because yeah. David Lynch. This is the stick. peanut sweeping. Uh, yeah, thing. He, he will stick with a shot for a long fucking time. Where you're like, really, you're gonna do this? But like, it kind of works. Like I kind of like it. Um, well, it certainly conveys the reverence that like his well, exactly have for him right and there's yeah, also their eyes are all just locked on him the entire Speak, time speaking of re- what the fuck was that speaking of reverence there's also like a really cool scene where the cop go chang is his name he goes to the yeah. the, fu- the fucking dojo or whatever you want to call it i don't think they call him dojo the gym the gym and all yeah. the kids there like re- recognize him and they bow to him and, and it's like i don't know there's like a lot like I love, I love, love, love the visuals of this movie. Like they're so, like again, this movie is just, just soaked in just amazing visual visuals. The music's really good. It's uh, Clint Clint Manziel, uh, who's done a lot of other movie scores, but like the music is super cool. And like yeah, the, the fucking aesthetic church music when they're fighting, like I don't even know what to call that, but it's like a John Carpenter like slash hymn. Yeah, with all the it, keyboard and the choir and shit. It's just a cool movie, and it gets it gets a lot of points for me from being so fucking unique. And it's I don't know, it's just like a, it's a whole vision, right? Like it is all Refn. Like this is there's nobody else's notes in this fucking movie. Like because if anybody did, it would make a lot. It would be a lot more streamlined. It would make a lot more sense, and it would probably be even shorter. Um, but I, I love this movie. Uh, to me, this is. I'd uh, put this. I don't know if I. This is my favorite reffin. Yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I, 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 I'm such a huge fan of his movies. Um, maybe it's probably like number two. I guess. I really like Bronson. Um, but it's really, really fucking good. And his like, I, I get his visual style is just, it's just fucking amazing. So yeah, it's a nine for me, dog. I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of this, and I love Baby Goose also. And he like doesn't even have to. I don't care that he says seventeen things. Like he does, he, he could have said six; it'd have been fine. <laughs> so, uh, who's left? Sean. Sean. Me. Uh, it's a ten. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite Ruffin movie, even though I do love all the rest of his movies. Um. <sighs> I also think this is one of the best movies of the 2000s, like, just period. Like, if a movie, like, could have a leather jacket and flip the collar up and walk out (laughs) into the rain, it would be this movie. It's just cool. Like, and I know it's fucking disgusting, and the subject matter is terrible, but, like, I find that shit oddly compelling. 
Like yeah. a lot of my favorite movies are, again, we talked about this and I don't know if Alec was still there when I kind of got into what talk about ghost world. Like, like a lot of movies that I love are about terrible people, like in terrible situations. And like, I find it oddly comforting because like, I, that's my view of the world a lot of times. And like, it just kind of is how it is. Like, I don't think most of the world is this bad, but, um, I got there's something great weird little touches like after his mother gets gutted and he finds the sword there and he just kind of like pokes at it uh, and then so, puts his hand in her womb which is apparently yeah. is an ad lib i was about to say i'm glad you brought yeah. that up i forgot to mention that 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 is a ad lib that baby goose did like that wasn't yeah, must really. chris and scott thomas must have been in fucking agony yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she I, i'm glad you you remembered her name because i forget it she is fantastic in this movie how she's just like very matter-of-factly talking about how she molested both of her sons to yeah. this prostitute and yeah. like she's so foul like there's one line they give her that it's like i probably didn't need that like i already got that she was evil and it's like uh it, it the, uh, the yellow yeah. n-word yeah yeah, yeah it's line? that one yeah, yeah. Like, which, I mean, you bet, you, you imagine she would talk like that, but because there's no other, I don't think there's any other, like, racial talk in the entire movie, like, it sticks out kind of weird. No, yeah, but she's just, like, she's, she's so just, like, oozing, like, like she's, like, yeah, she's, like, yeah. comic book almost evil without, like, going that hammy, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm glad Ryan Gosling only has 17 lines, because what's he gonna say? Like, right. that's going, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I got molested a bunch. I like to fight. Like, I don't need to, that's all you, he's like this, uh, who said Danny the dog? That, that had to be Gogs, right? Yeah. Like, Gogs' that's, favorite character in movie history. <laughs> yeah, you do bring him up a lot. But, uh, like, that's what he is. He's just this thing now. Like, he, he isn't a person. He's just an extension of his fucked up mother. And, like, the... His like ultimate like redeeming where he actually is forgiven for everything and everything she did and everything his family did by just giving up the tools with which he did them, I think is like a really like you know, it's, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like it. No, I think this movie's fucking fantastic. Like I'm like a big fan, and I think this is like the most like refin thing you would ever get because like the next movie, Neon Demon, which is also a movie about terrible people that I love. Is a lot more too. reined in, like not only subject matter wise, but there's a little bit more of a like, oh, hey, like take you by the hand, like you're supposed to feel bad for this person, you're not supposed to feel bad for that person. And this one, like, I, yeah, we've all and, seen this except for Alec multiple times, and we've read this movie differently, yeah, multiple times. You know, I think that the well, I also do then, and again, I think of it, Neon Demon is like a different kind of movie too. I feel like he was going for something different in that yeah. movie. You know? I really like Neon Demon. And Neon Demon rocks. Yeah, I love that movie. I'm just saying, like, it's it's not as like morally ambiguous. No, no, not at yeah. all. Yeah. Well, there but, we yeah. go. Wow. All right. So, whose pick is it next week? Who are we down to? Ah, uh, it's just me. Gogs. Oh shit. So, oh, shit. and I, I'm just oh shit. He's gonna make um, us watch uh, speed run. Cars, El- Elden Ring. No, um, <laughs> oh, we finally get to watch Zootopia on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I would. I, I and I, I think I asked this before, but I just want to double check. No one else besides me has seen The Night Eats the World, right? No, correct. All right, that's my pick. Is that still the night on comes for us? Got it. It's available. It's available for free on Frizos from Bezos. It's on Tubi. There's a lot of I don't know why. Yeah, I'll put it, it on the thing anyway. Can you text out the title because I'm gonna forget that title. I already yeah, forgot the title. title. 
That's fine. It's a bad title. The title is better. I keep thinking of the flower that drank the moon. The drank the moon. I'm gonna forget it. Then I'm gonna find the girl with all the gifts, and I'm gonna watch that instead. Because that movie rocks the fucking shit. Yeah, I'm watching the night comes for us. We'll all just watch different versions of what we think the title is. Yeah, everybody just guess. That's the that's the theme. Guess what Goggs was trying to say. He know it's an actual. You should watch the night comes for us and all like it, and then make fun of Anthony because he doesn't like it. He does. That'd be fun. No, that, we should not. start reviewing movies Anthony doesn't like and just calling him stupid on the show. Does he like the raid I'm and shit like that? Does he not like that yeah. genre of movie? Oh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry, Sean. I'm thinking of It Comes at Night. No, he likes oh, okay. The Night Comes for Us. Sorry, yeah, right. that movie slaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, I was like, Anthony's not Anthony's not that dumb. He loves. He's got to love The Night Comes for it Us. Comes, it Comes at Night is also pretty good though. Yeah, I, I liked it. It did, right. That's that movie that everybody was misled by the trailer, apparently. It's with, uh, Is that the Joel Edgerman movie? Yeah, it's with Babyface yeah. Joel yeah. Edgerman. Yeah, like Joel, Joel, Joel Edging Man. How about, how did we not come across Edging that one yet? Edging yeah, Man. Uncle Owen. Oh, yeah, he was Uncle Owen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. All right, so All right. Uh, The Flower That Drank the Moon. Next the week, Flower That Drank the Moon. <laughs> Death not sleeps the tiger. Uh, <laughs> oh, r- very very fast before we stop recording. So you know how I said last week I never took Enid as killing herself uh, at the end of yeah. the story. So I re- I just reread the comic book uh, today actually, and I think okay. I think it was partially informed by the ending of the comic book for me because she just gets on a bus and leaves town in the comic book. Like it's not. Oh okay. Like Norman is brought up like that Norman character, but it's not connected to the end story at all. Like gotcha. it's just okay. kind of. So I don't know. Maybe that's what informed me. I never. I she like because it kind of ends the same way, but in a different context. Also, right. Seymour is not in the comic at all. I was totally wrong. the the situa- really? The situation where they set up the the blind date and they go to Wowsville that is in the comic, but it's not Seymour. It's just some random guy. Like Seymour isn't in the comic. And he doesn't, but that character doesn't persist. Like, it seems like Mm-mm. such a no. Oh, interesting. No, huh. that's all. That's all different. Like it, it's all the comic is a lot more about just Enid and Rebecca, and Josh is a lot much bigger character in the comic. So anyway, comic's very okay. good. You can you can read it in like an hour. It's like very very yeah, but reading very thin. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I just good. I just looked at it really hard and figured oh, okay. things out from context. Gotcha. Context. Yeah. Because Daniel Klaus is a very good artist. So I, mean, I, I feel I, like that's like a gateway to reading those, figuring out things from context. Yeah, that that's true. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> well, looking at things till you understand it is the essence of reading. Also, so. the way it's colored yeah. is super cool. It's like this two tone, like the whole thing is colored in like white and blue, like ska. It's yeah. Really neat. Yeah, like ska. Nice. <laughs> all right everybody go listen right. to some ska eat your own i'm i'm over the moon that ali gave it a four and gogs gave, gave it a nine i i shocked totally shocked i i really did think alec was gonna have a dog tooth level dis- now nah, i had repulsion of, the, of this movie I was upset. I was actively upset with Sean because I was like, he's going <laughs> to piss Alec off. He's going to think we're mad at I him. I was texting Sean. I was texting TJ and Sean as I was watching the movie. <laughs> and I texted TJ. I was like, if Alec makes it past the, I think it was like the five minute I, and 40 second mark of this film. Yeah. I, anyway. All right. 
Well, see y'all next week. Right. Eat your Bye, bye. Bye, boys. I got a piece so bye. bad.